Ladies and gentlemen, you are entering the realm of Good morning, good evening, good night, folks. This is your Five Tool Sports Podcast host, Woody Massey. I'm here with Coach Mel Taylor, and we are here for, I think it's our, what, our fourth, fifth? Yeah. It's the fourth. <laughs> no, I think it's the fourth. It's the fourth. Yeah, I believe it's the fourth. We had a great episode. We talked about the Bulls last time. Trying to be a bit more topical. Once the NFL season is over, this show will probably ramp up to two episodes a week, where we'll do more of a topical show and a What's Happening NBA show this week. Uh, next week, we're going to be covering another NBA update, talking about an update in the standings, how things are going. We're going to be a little bit more topical today again. Uh, we got a little music for you, of course. And then we are going to talk about the NBA's prestigious, infamous top 75 list, oh which, God. which, don't get me started. They didn't have the balls enough to put it in order. <laughs> God exactly, forbid! Exactly. God forbid we actually do a ranking, an official NBA ranking from the NBA. Like, I'd love to see it. I still think uh, you, Melvin, you have to read the Big Book of Basketball by Bill Simmons. Oh, I have. You, I have. Oh yeah, I, that's exactly. right. You, you. Uh, in fact, because you, that was years ago. What you know? I, was like, least, I had to be at least still half a up. decade. No, it still holds up. I am a huge Bill Simmons fan. In fact, Bill Simmons actually. Put me on this path, to be totally honest with you, to be really in-depth with my NBA watching, I guess you could say, with my mm-hmm. NBA coverage or NBA ideals. Because I think the NBA, obviously, I'm a huge basketball fan, so obviously I want to watch the NBA. So obviously I want to learn about the history of the NBA. So I am a huge NBA guy because of you. Because once I read the big, uh, the big book of basketball, I was like, oh, I had to adopt. Because, again, I did – disagree with some of his uh, some of his uh thought patterns i guess oh, you want to yeah. say but however as far as his ideals and as far as like his mindset going towards uh because again like he's very much ahead of his time as well, far the as the hall of fame still the, yes. the pyramid tier system i, know, I still mm-hmm. to this day this is this is how it should be done it should I be in tears, exactly. and there should be a whole separate wing for great role players. Exactly. I think we talk about it even on a constant basis of people who are in the Bill Russell tier yeah. of, of players. If someone tries like to tell me that George Mikan was that much of a beast when there weren't any black dudes to go up against, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. That's fine. And, cool. and, his, and like his career field goal percentage was 40%. When you were like three feet taller than everyone. You know, and, and I think he also gets a lot of credit because of his. And we're going to dive into this later, but we get he's a lot of credit because of his workout. They do the Mikan workout, you know, Mikan yeah. drill, mm-hmm. per se. You know, when you go from left to right, you know, yep. from both sides. So little, little baby hooks and little baby hooks. So I appreciate that from him. Yeah, but let's let's uh, before we dive into the top seventy-five list, we got a homework assignment. So a couple weeks ago, on an episode, we closed it out. We decided to do this thing where Melvin makes me listen to an artist he wants me to listen to. I make him listen to an artist I want to listen to. He wanted me to listen to the infamous Juice World 
the young man that tragically passed after swallowing a bunch of painkillers because yeah. he didn't want to get caught by the cops, which is just crazy how it's so sad. So sad. Like just so just sad. some pills can put you away for life almost, like ruin a whole man's life that's on his way, like just out of the stratosphere. It's, and he just swallowed like a whole bottle of them and just died. How many levels to that? But yeah, so he was just so young. He should have realized like he's young and wealthy. He could afford the right lawyers. He would have gotten off with a slap on the wrist. Yeah, he should have yeah. ate it. Yeah. yeah, like I feel as though if he would have been like like high off of his own thought pad, like I just want to get really high and OD. Okay, that's terrible too. But it's like okay, but for you to like, oh, I don't want to get caught. And I'm just yeah. going to get really high. That's just really sad. It's very, really it's very sad. disappointing. But that is the theme to his music. So let's talk a little Juice World. Um, he's like the Blink 182 of hip hop. I love it. Yes, yes. I love you so. <laughs> I love you so freaking much, yo. Because that's exactly what he is. Like yeah. that early 2000s pop, like rock and roll, like that lit. Yeah. Like 182, I love you so much. Thank you so much. But but continue. And Lil Uzi Vert is like the the like simple plan. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like his flow though. Very nice I do. Flow. No, I do too. Yeah. I like to I like his content. So dreams. Oh yeah, definitely. His content is what you just said though. Definitely. Yeah. Um there were some songs that I really liked. Let me pull up my Spotify. So with Juice World, I liked Lucid Dreams. I actually bumped. I had heard it before, but I hadn't heard it in a long time. And even though the chorus is a little off beat and off rhythm, yeah, I still mess with it. It's it's really good. I mean, it was on the top. It was like the number one song for like months and months and months on the Billboard. Yeah. So that song yeah. was amazing. It's got over a billion plays. On Spotify. Yeah, it's an amazing song. I think you just play that song whenever you're just chilling or relaxing. It's amazing. This That song in particular is an amazing single. Yeah. Uh, Lean With Me. Mm. Uh, Yacht Club with Lil Yachty. Mm-hmm. That, one was, that one was fun. <laughs> uh, on God with Young Thug. Good Astronauts one. with Future. That was, that was yeah, yeah. Song. I remember you told me you liked that one. That was a good, that's yeah. a good song. She's the One. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my favorite ones, and this is why I thought about getting into him, was I kept hearing this one song on TikTok by this this guy who dresses up as the Joker. And uh, it goes, waiting for the exhale. Mm-hmm. My thoughts have changed to my problems in a wishing well. Wishing well. Wishing was a great song. That's, yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. So, like, I, I dug, like, I listened to him for a good couple hours, and I found some nuggets I liked. A lot of repetitive thought. Yeah, a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of repetitive thought. You I can agree. tell. Now, here's one thing that I give justice to, like a young man like him. His brain, you could tell, thought in patterns, not words. Absolutely. He would, he would, he would loop patterns together and mix and match from a lot of different songs that he had written Absolutely. before. You could tell he's very like Rain Man like with music. And then I went and I did a deeper dive and I watched a few interviews with like producers and stuff that worked with him. And there's a lot of cats today that are like the best of the best to say that he is the most genius artist that they've ever worked with. And I don't know if they're hyping up. Yeah, I don't know if they're hyping up like the ghost Mm -hmm. of him, which cool if they are. But to say those words that he's the most like brilliant artist they've ever worked with in the studio. Absolutely. 
They said he could just freestyle for hours and hours and hours and hours. No, no, like real talk, and I'm being very objective. He is the greatest freestyler of all time. Oh wow, that is so strong, man. <laughs> and again, you have to remember people that freestyle. That freestyles you hear are pre-written things. Sometimes I'm, talk- I'm talking about an individual that, off the top of his head, can go for two to three to four hours of just singing things and just rapping things and making like really good music off of freestyle. He had a song called feelings on one of his albums, his second album, I believe where the whole song is him freestyling. And that was a song they put out. Like he freestyled the song. So for me, I'm a huge juice world fan. That's why I, you know, asked you to listen to him. You know, I'm so happy you listened to him. And I listened to the great, the amazing Big Crit. Tell me about him. Yeah, oh, so that's yeah, your guy, man. That's your guy. And honestly, I've been on I, I've been yeah. on Big Crit since the Split Wiz tape back that's in the facts. day. That's facts because <laughs> you've been telling about Big Crit for years. And while I gave you Juice World, where again he left this earth prematurely, so we don't yeah. know what he could have grown to be. I think he would could have grown to be something. Pretty amazing. It would have been really interesting to see what his young adult mature mind would have put out once he got past like the the heavy drug phase. Absolutely, because he was getting past it already. He understood yeah. even in the music you understood that his in the music you understood that Juice Brown understood that it wasn't good to do drugs. It's not cool. It's a hindrance. It's a handicap. Yeah, no, in every song he talks about if anything, it like tortured his mind and so Absolutely. Yeah. Go, yeah. So, but, but to your guy, Big Crit, I dove deep into him. Um, my favorite album is actually his newest album, which was Return of Forever. That's good. Uh, or, or Forever is his newest album. That was my favorite. However, to your point, Forever is a mighty long time because you've been, you've been preaching this album to me for years. Like this oh, yeah. album is definitely his more stapled album, even though it wasn't my favorite. That Lloyd flip? That yes, Lloyd flip is one of the, my favorites. <laughs> yes, 1999. That's my favorite song. Also, Aux Chord. Aux Chord was also was a really good song, but 1999 to me was like the best pop mainstream song on the album. Oh, for sure. Um, the album that made me the fan, though, was uh, Crits is Here. That's a great album. That made me a fan. That made me like, oh. He's got such around. a solid, big discography that no one knows about. You could listen to this dude for days. Days. Yeah. And I not listen repeat for a hours. track. Not repeat a track. Yeah. With all due respect, I know we're going to do this a lot where we give each other homework. As far as Big Crit, though, I actually enjoyed it as far as like, I listened to him literally. I'm not not figuratively, literally for hours. I listened to him from literally six in the morning to two thirty in the afternoon. That's OD. I love it. It was uh mixtapes, features, and also his whole album. So this is his whole discography. Um actually I was pretty much done by eleven, but then I listened to more after eleven. So yeah, man, I appreciate it. So so the music. Well, what did you think of that track that I told you to check out? The Lighters on the Dresser. Lighters on the Dresser, it was an amazing song. It was very smart. I love smart albums. Where it pops in the trunk. Like pops the straight. Oh yeah, but no, but um if you listen to Big Credit, all of his music is that. If you want to like ride and drive, you listen oh, yeah. to Big Credit. Because it yeah. is, it sounds great in your car. And also 
Big Crit is, I feel like, the artist that I was looking for after Outcast and Goody yes. Mob and yes. all the Dungeon Family and all those weird, yes. like, psychedelic yes. southern rappers from the 90s. Like, th- this was the guy, but he's he didn't in that get tier. enough recognition of he's definitely in that family with me. Like, I put no. him in the basket with them. For sure. Again, Woody, you're you're an amazing mind. You're a beautiful mind. That no exact no 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 seriously, he's in that tier of the of the Dungeon Family, Outcast, that that Southern classic. I can't even think of a word because real talk, Big Crit is, is is pretty good, man. He's really really good. I think if if you're listening, you really need to dive into Big Crit because I think he did. Not only does he give you great music from a from a uh, musical standpoint of of, of 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 melody and things of that of sort, but lyrically, I think it's amazing, amazing. So thank you, Woody. I really appreciate you for that. For sure, for sure. And we are going to give each other new artists at the end of the show to check out. So tune in for that. Uh, but let's dive into some basketball because that's what the people are here for. Let's talk yeah. about real quick LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart getting ah. into the best brawl we've seen in a while here in the NBA. It goes uh, Malice at the Palace, uh, Kobe Mello, or Kobe not Mello. <laughs> nah, Kobe and uh, what's Joe's name, man? We got we fact checks that Woody, uh, Woody and uh, the dude from the Knicks. I know we played for the Knicks. Yeah, Kobe. Who, was it? Was it? Who was it? Kobe. I, I, I'm gonna guess and say Childress, but again, fact check. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. Chris Childs. See, I was there. I was with the yeah. Childs thing. So, yeah, you know, yeah, that was yeah. My, yeah, I was there. Yeah, man, I remember that. He gave him a little two-piece. He gave Kobe a two-piece. Yeah, but Kobe, Kobe ate, ate that. it. He Kobe ate, ate that, though. He ate, it. <laughs> he ate that, though. And then uh, LeBron. So, this one, how it happens. LeBron, Isaiah Stewart, they're lined up on the block, free throw being shot. And Isaiah Stewart, he's doing, he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot. He's a bench player, obviously. He's got to hold the intensity. He's out there because he can be so intense. Put a body on somebody. He's a big dude. But also, not the Woody, tallest guy. Not to interrupt you, but I want you to continue. But also, he, he is known to be a guy that mixes it up. Um, he's a guy who I feel as though he's in that tier. And again, we're going we're gonna to talk about this later. But I think he's in the tier of a Ben Wallace kind of guy. He thinks defense, mm, rebounds. I don't and- like this. I know you hate it, but I'm talking about the physicality. So, so in general, he's always a physical player, but please continue. Yeah, I think you're disrespecting Ben Wallace completely there, but I, I see what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be talking about Ben Wallace in a little bit when it comes to the NBA 75 list. I have thoughts. Um, but Isaiah Stewart, he's putting his elbow up into LeBron, and LeBron just puts it right back. But then he does... Here's my thing with LeBron. A lot of people, I showed it to my girl at one point. She's like, oh, it looked like an accident. I was like, LeBron doesn't make accidents. LeBron is the most calculated player we've ever seen in the NBA. He's, he's written the ending to every game he hasn't played yet. Absolutely. <laughs> this man knows exactly what he's doing. He has complete and total control of his body. And he hit that dude in the eye with his elbow on purpose. Yeah, and I'm going to give you my thoughts, but continue, though. LeBron was scared. I would have been scared too. No, he because was. Because when you see he's a problem. He's Isaiah a, he's a, he's, Stewart, he's, he's a bowling, massive man. He's bowling through. And here's the thing: this isn't just coaches. He's bowling through. He's bowling through his teammates. 
He's blowing through the coaches and physically too, like knocking them over football style, like he's hit, doing the hitting drill. Yo, fam, so, and not to interrupt you, but also I've been in fights before where I know I'm about to lose, mm-hmm. and then you get in a point where like, oh, this dude's coming at you. You're like, oh, he's bigger than what I thought. Yeah. Oh, he's angrier. That's the most important thing. He's more angrier. If that's a word, actually, <laughs> than mm-hmm. I thought. So you, if you see LeBron in, in if you if you if you watch the whole thing, LeBron is he's not even like LeBron's literally using the blockers. He's using the people in between. LeBron's continuing to walk back and he's continuing to look at him like this. Please calm down. And even after the game, there's a report that came out that hey, LeBron is actually looking for this guy's number to call. Him. So obviously, as to your point, LeBron is very concerned about this younger, much angrier, much bigger, and at this time, much more elusive (laughs) Isaiah Stewart. So, yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Man, I still remember one of the times I had, like, a moment like that where it was like a deer in the headlights. I was playing football on the intramural fields in college. We were playing tackle. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember this dude, he just kept yapping at my teammate. My teammate was starting to get under his skin, so I was like, yo, man, just leave him alone. Just leave him alone. Like, because I knew he was a hothead. I wasn't trying, I was trying to keep the peace at first. And then, so all of a sudden, like, he got under the dude's skin. The dude erupted on him, and the dude was like, well, you know, screw you. Let's go. And I got up next to him. I was like, yo, man, chill out. He's like, stop telling me to chill out. And he just reaches and he rips his shirt yeah. off. And he literally, Melvin, I swear to God, only at Christian college. This yeah. roided out fool, because I found out later this dude was definitely on a cycle of steroids. Just jacked out of his mind. This roided out fool had a tattoo of the Last Supper on his ribs when he ripped his what? shirt what? off. So, you know, uh, like, I was like, what so is living. going on? And I had gotten a dead leg the, the play before, so I couldn't even move my legs. I'm going to just put their kneecaps straight into it. So I'm just standing there like a limp deer. As this rhinoceros charges towards me, and I'm like, I'm about to die. The last thing I'm going to see is this crappy last supper tattoo. And all of a sudden, this beautiful giant, Big John, Big John Whitcomb, I remember him. I'm talking <laughs> to the government. He's a God bless that man. He came out of nowhere, scooped this dude up. He was twice the size of the dude, twice the size of me. Just picked him up like a little baby. He was like, just chill out, bro. Just, just chill out. Saved my life that day. I, I literally, I wasn't even going to throw a punch. I was so afraid. I was just like, oh, just end it. End it all. <laughs> and it sounds like LeBron, because to be honest, they'll get it twisted. I think LeBron is, a, you got old man strength. I think we shouldn't underestimate oh, yeah. old man strength. But at the same time, it's like, that guy was, he was really angry. I think it was really about him tasting the blood and really yeah. feeling him bleeding. Because I, like, I, like I said, watching this live, one, you're absolutely right. And I'm a LeBron stan. Like, everyone knows that. I'm a LeBron stan. He did that on purpose. He made a fist at the end. He went up. However, he you can tell by his face when he did it, like, oh, I didn't mean for that to happen. I didn't mm. mean for you to, to – no, he didn't mean for that. I didn't mean leave. for you to get that upset. <laughs> no, no. Let's be real. Let's, no, no, no. Let's be real. He did not mean for him to leak. He did not mean for the blood to I don't think he meant shower. for to draw blood. But he did mean to elbow him in his temple. I don't even think the temple. Maybe his face. Maybe his throat. Maybe his chest. But from the go, like, because the thing is, if you watch it in slow motion, the fist hits his lip. 
his fist. Yeah. But the elbow kind of hits his elbow, uh, hits his like temple. So he gets hit twice. Yeah. So, no, so, I feel that. So in general, I feel the LeBron, while he wanted him to feel it, one, I don't feel like he meant to hit him in his face, even though it happened. Two, I know he didn't mean to hit him twice in his face because he definitely hit him twice in his face. And I think, like, even if you watch it, LeBron's saying, like, listen, man, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I think he's like, yo, he started to think about it. The blood's coming down. He's like, yo, we're going to go at it. So Yeah, I'm not just going to eat that because you're LeBron James. But LeBron expected some things that, though. you got to think about as a young man. LeBron expected man, that, though. Oh, yeah, he did. He did like LeBron approached him. Cause let's be real. Like I'm a LeBron stand. We all know that. But I'm gonna say it again. As a man, if I hit you in the face, I expect this to go to blow. But the fact that that like he hit him in the face and had the audacity to just say to, I'm sorry to say I'm sorry and, yeah. and actually and actually walk to him with because his hands. You know no, you did it would. on purpose. But would he walk to him with his hands down? Oh, yeah. Which means he was expecting you to just, just eat it. Like, yo, I'm LeBron James. You acting wild. And he was acting wild the whole game. Isaiah Stewart, I watched his game. Isaiah Stewart is a wild kind of guy. He's, uh, he's, uh, now I don't want to say wild. That's, that's a little bit excess, excessive. However, he is a very physical player. So LeBron's approached him like, you should expect for me to react this way because I'm LeBron. And for LeBron to to approach him that way and for him to expect Isaiah Stewart to not react the way he reacted further kind of go, kind of, kind of exploits LeBron's narcissism. And again, I'm a LeBron stand, but you can definitely see LeBron's narcissism through this whole this whole oh, ordeal, yeah. and we'll dive more into it. At, you know, we'll dive more into it. But even with how even after his big thirty-nine point game, how he addressed the media as if he shouldn't have been suspended. Yeah, he, he, he LeBron's delusional. He's been having people take L's for him his whole life. But one thing, like literally since he was a kid, like he's never gotten in trouble for anything, and he's but he's also played a good line of never doing anything that bad. This is. By far the most egregious, narcissistic thing I've ever seen him do. Like, the mask came off for a second. Yeah, And then he tried to put it back on, like, no, I'm Mr. Friendly LeBron. (laughs) But in fairness, and again, if people actually watch the game, what he did is actually inbounds for what basketball basketball stands for. A guy's acting, and again, this is what Isaiah Stewart does. If you watch his basketball play, he is known to be a kind of guy that acts, and again, he's not doing it on purpose. He's not being like a Dennis Robin malicious person. He just plays really hard. And, I, and again, for those that play basketball, you know those individuals that play a little too hard, a little too physical, and it's kind of like, come on, guy, it's calm me. down. <laughs> yeah, calm down, bring it down a little bit. Yeah. I feel as though even within that context of what LeBron did, he was trying to let him know, like, whoa. Relax, calm yeah. down. No, that's true. I'm the king. Feel well, me. The thing I feel really bad up. for, the f- thing I feel really bad for him here, is the fines are not equal. Because mm-hmm. they are equal. But Isaiah Stewart, he's probably making like 600 grand this year. Yeah. He got fined like $300,000. That's like half his income. That's tough, man. If LeBron had any, any, no, nah, I'm not going to put that on him because that's, that's, that's just too hard. If you're going to say he should, like, pay for it, 
No. F that. Nah, dog. You got LeBron's relax. a big league. Here's my here's here's my reason. Listen, my I reason. Can't play, I can't play in the Knicks because of you. Listen I can't to my play in the Knicks because of you. Listen right, to my reasoning. All right. So he he's he's big in the players' association, correct? Facts. So he's pro player, correct? Facts. He is involved in the negotiations for how much players get fined and punished, and he is supposed to be pro player, and he caused this man. Who is the guys that they are fighting for? Who are the guys at the end of the bench for pro, for the players' association deals? Because those are the guys that rely on the benefits. They rely on half their salary not being taken away because of stupid stuff like this. If LeBron had it in him, it would go a long way if he paid for him. I don't know if Isaiah Stewart would let him because he seems like a very ego ego driven guy. Uh, yeah, he would. <laughs> I, I I would. Uh, yeah, he would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would. Yeah, but I'm just sure. saying when you are the head of the players' association or one of the head figureheads of the players' association, these are the type of scenarios where you need to be above it. Yeah, man. The reason why I strongly disagree with you, <laughs> and the main reason why I disagree with you, is because by him even suggesting that that was that's almost admitting guilt. I mean, that's almost. That's almost admitting like I was he is wrong. Guilt. <laughs> and again, me and now now I'm really about to I'm about to show some a little bit a little bit of subjectiveness <laughs> because I am a LeBron fan, but I'm also going to say this, my my guy. Again, you're walling through the whole game. You're ultra aggressive the whole game. You're you're doing a little bit too much the entire game. My, the intent of my elbow is to let you know, like, dog, calm down. Bring it down a bit. You know what I'm saying? Sadly, because, again, if you watch the play, I, if you watch the play, Isaiah Stewart still being the wild person he is, right? He's a kind of a very – not I don't really want to say wild because that's disrespectful. I want to say he's very um, – Definitely he's got a berserker rage. Exactly. I think he's energetic. That's a good word. He's yeah. energetic, right? And I even feel like because of his energeticness, that's not a word, <laughs> LeBron throwing the elbow, that's what really caused it. LeBron was throwing the elbow regardless. If you even watch it, as soon as, as, soon as Isaiah put the arm on it, LeBron was already like, oh, I'm throwing the elbow at you. That's true. It was like Dikembe level elbow, though. Like It, it was. was. It yeah. was. To be honest, he deserved to be uh, he, he deserved to be suspended. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. Now, one thing before we move on from this, yes, uh, let's talk about Westbrook in this for a second, because like I just here's my thing, man. Russ, who are you? Who are you? You spend your whole career painting a picture of being this like psycho dude, and then all of a sudden all these clips come out of him walking away from fights with teammates, and it's like. Wow! Yeah, you really you you really never been tussling before. Is he is he our KG? Is he the dude who just talks smack up until the point of fighting? Now nah, at least KG throws headbutts. Yeah, he never he never squared though. It'd be, it's funny because like it's funny because I did I did post a meme. I remember as a friend of me on Facebook, I posted a meme about how this guy Westbrook every kind of alter any altercation he's acting very rambunctious while in the back. Yeah. Way in, <laughs> way in the back. Yeah, like he'd have to jump so you could see him a little bit. <laughs> facts. Yeah. That's that that's huge facts. So yeah, to your biggest point, yeah, man. Like when I saw it, first of all, it, it's hilarious because his persona 
is of someone that's about that life. He's a, he's a you know, he's, you know, in a sense, he's about like aggression. He's always an aggressive. He's an aggressive type person. It seems right. Yeah. And he also seems to kind of go to the rack or go to the, um, to the basket very aggressively. Um, so you would think shoots that he approach, very aggressively. shoots very aggressively. Uh, he talks very aggressively, approaches the media very aggressively. So you would, you would assume that he goes to his peers in any kind of altercation, um, aggressively. But it seems as though he's aggressive towards the back. So, you know, I mean, yeah. that's just me uh, being objective. Seeing that I'm actually a Russ fan. Um, I'm actually, I actually do think Kevin Garnett, another person who I think is a fake, tough guy, um, does the same thing. So, no, I get that. Good good thing to bring up, though. I mean, Russ has to answer that. You can't be aggressive to everybody else, but when it's time to actually be about that business, don't you be know, about not, business. not be about the business. So that's a very fair point. Um, well, let's jump right over into the NBA 75. So let's jump into the NBA top 75. First off, my first problem with this list is that they didn't do it in order. Who cares? That's Who my cares? biggest problem. That's my y'all biggest wanna, problem. Y'all want some real clicks? You want some real clickbait? Start ranking your players. <laughs> but would, um, to be honest, man, uh, the reason why they didn't do that is because by ranking the players and putting a number by it is really legitimizing the list and really putting a lot of pressure on yeah. who you put on the list. Because if you rank it, you're kind of like, uh, there's so many more players or much more players that are better than the players you put. Well, there are some guys on here, even some guys I had to look, look up. Uh, Paula Reason. I knew who Dave Bing was, but I had to look mm-hmm. up his stats. Yep. I knew Bob Cousy was, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Dave Cohen's I needed to look up. Mm-hmm. Dave DeBouchier. He is actually number 75 on my list. You made, you made a ranked list? So as we proceed <laughs> in, in our discussion, you're going to hear that I actually took what the NBA did so I actually made my own top 75 list, like my own personal one. And then I also made, uh, I ranked their top 75 list. So so essentially, and I think, I, I don't know if I told you this, but essentially the top 10 in the top 75 list is essentially my official top 10 list. And okay. I feel as though our listeners will be quite surprised by my top 10. All right, well, let's dive in. Instead of diving into this whole list, like all, all your favorites on there, let's talk about who's missing from this list. Because oh, there is some egregious, egregious, and I use that word in the full sense of the word. Like a lot of people like to overuse that word, including myself. But never more have I meant to use the word egregious than right now of people missing from this list. It's disgusting, but also because I'm a basketball NBA specifically nerd. All right, give me your top ten missing people from this list. My top ten is number one. Start the no, 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 start at the bottom. The bottom. Yeah. All right. So, I, so number eleven, I, I did a top ten, but I put eleven there because we talked about this. But I put Ben Wallace right at number eleven. Thank you, thank you, Ben Wallace. I mentioned this earlier in the pod. Ben Wallace is the most slept-on superstar of all time. 
Ben Wallace was the only player ever, ever, ever in his entire career to shut down Shaquille O'Neal. Well. Wrap your mind around that. By himself. Now, again, Ben Wallace still did his thing. I mean, I'm sorry, Shaquille O'Neal still did his thing, but Ben Wallace guard him, guard him by himself. Shaq shot like 40%. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's like 40-some percent. Yeah, you're right. It was crazy. It was unbelievable. I'd never seen anything like it watching that when I was younger. Yeah, he needs more respect. So I did put him at number 11. At number 10, I put Alex English. People, it's, it's you know... If you don't respect the mid-range jumper mastery. Well, the issue with I have with Alice English is he should have been on the top 50. Yeah. So for you not to put him on the top 75 is disrespectful. I put him life. on there over Rick Barry. Well, yeah. I'm looking at Rick Barry on the list right now. Yeah. Rick Barry was amazing. He was. But again, when you play in the 70s, when there was the NBA and the ABA, players in the 70s don't get as much clout as you want to say as yeah. other errors it's true and again well that's a whole nother episode for us yeah but for sure as a gotta teaser, talk about the the time tiers yeah so number nine i got the kembe mutombo Dikembe's not on this list he's not on the list oh stop yes it's disgusting uh, this list is re- is, is wow he really yes. isn't on this list yes he's not on the list oh that's so bad it takes away so much of credibility of the list. It really does. A um, defensive yeah. force. Like, and you want to know? And fam, what's so crazier, Wood, is that he's number nine on my list. So that lets you know there's eight other people that they forgot. I'm so mad by the end of this list. So at number eight, I put Tony Parker. I don't, I can see why Tony's left out. <laughs> Like, I, I love Tony. But, like... That's a genuine laugh, by the way. I know. <laughs> I know. I can see why Tony's left out. He was oh. never he was never the second best player on his team. He was always the third. Yeah. Always the third. Always the third. But he's and then, amazing. And he's then he, the top he slept with his teammate's though. wife. He was a piece of shit. He was a piece of shit. And but if he, y'all don't know that story, yeah, Google Tony story. Parker, Google Eva Longoria, and Rick Barry. And Rick Barry. That's, that's why Tony Parker or, or got Brett Barry. Brett Barry. Brent Barry. That's why Tony Parker got divorced because he slept with Brent Barry's wife. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah. this is a fact. This is a what fact. does she look like, by the way? Let's let's look up. Please look that up real quick. We can we can pause for a second because Please that's that that's that's Eva Longoria. It's Eva Longoria. So what does Brett? But again, he's French. And again, their women have like you know hair under the pits. Yeah. All right. She's. She's pretty bad. <laughs> she's not Eva Longoria, but she's like, oh, man, there's a picture of all four of them together. Oh, man. Then you know what it really was? She must have been nasty. That's what I'm saying. She was nasty. She was willing to do things that, you know, Eva, Eva wasn't. Yeah, yeah she's, a good, she's a good Christian woman. Good Christian. But that's, you know, she's married to the berries, I'm sure she is. <laughs> Um, but now uh, my number seven. Oh, they got caught sexting. So yeah, you know. She yeah, 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 yeah. I read all. Yeah, the story is actually pretty fun. I, I will. I can't wait. I would love a deep dive. Like, I, so I'd, I, love a, yeah, I'd love a. I'd love a thirty for thirty that. on that. <laughs> I would love a thirty for thirty on what happened yeah. with that. My number seven was Manu. It's Manu. 
That's insane to me that he's not on this list. It's mine. Is this that the influence you see? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. People in don't my childhood, there's that the person when I think of big shots, I think of Mono Ginobili and Robert. Absolutely. Absolutely. 2,000%. That was disgusting to me. I mean, there's other ones that are going to be egregious as that's, well. That's Spurs dynasty because it wasn't yeah. dynasty. Never yeah. got the respect it deserved. They needed more respect. My number six was Tracy. Tracy McGrady. I thought you were going to say Tracy Corals. <laughs> nah, nah. Shout out Tracy. Love you, baby. But nah, number six was Tracy McGrady. Um, Obviously, I could have put him later on in this list. I probably put him too high after now looking at it. But Tracy McGrady is his, the staple sure of Tracy what, McGrady's on this list. He's not. He's not on this list. I'm afraid that, not. That's insane. Yeah, I'm afraid not. It's now so again, insane. if you, you want to, now I will say this. Now that I'm looking at the list, if Tony Parker, um, and Manu's not on the list, then maybe Tracy shouldn't be on the list. But Tracy, no, McGrady, Tracy should be above both of them. Yeah, that's where I put him at. That's where I put him at. I'm back yeah, problems and, derailed. Like he 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 took that. No player team to magic to the playoffs over and over again because Grant Hill kept getting injured. Yeah. Like that that was supposed to be like the duo, Grant Hill and Tracy. And they would have been amazing together. They would have been incredible yeah, together. Yeah. A lot of what ifs, man. NBA what ifs. That's the biggest what if Tim Duncan that. almost signed with them. Yeah, we could have seen Tracy McGrady, Tim Duncan, and Grant Hill. Point. Yeah, to my biggest point. The biggest what ifs. We gotta do a top ten biggest what ifs one day. Yeah, that'd one be day. That's, that's 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 a for real sure. pod for real. Number five, I put Powell. Pau Gasol. He's not on this list. And he's not on the list. Oh, my yeah. God. See, I literally – I checked out on this list when it came out. When, one, I saw it wasn't ranked. And, two, I saw, like, five names. I was like, this list is stupid. <laughs> yeah. I can just literally clicked out of it. Um, How is Pau Gasol not on this list? Rookie of the year. Consistent yeah. 20 and 10. 20 and 10. 20 and New 10. 20 and 10. New Went to the Lakers. Became a two-time champion. There's I'm over putting up 50, the best numbers of his career. There's like 20 people on the top 75 list that have no championships, probably more than 20, and it's not fair. Because I think Paul Gasol, especially through his whole time, has always was consistently was a top 10 player. Yeah, through his through his prime. Um, number four, I put Chris Bosh. Yeah, there's debate there, but no, Chris Bosh was Chris Bosh is going to be disrespected for all of eternity because for all he, eternity he left. He left. Without those final years of being – because honestly, if he would have been there on those teams after they left and we would have seen how they would have still kept winning and gone to the playoffs, because that's how good Chris Bosh is. Yeah, and the thing about Chris Bosh, you could argue Chris Bosh to be number 10 on my list or you can argue him to be number three on my list. Yeah, no, that's real. So, uh-huh. so, so I put him at four just because of the championships, just because of – the Toronto years, just because of just that heatles, if you yeah. want to say. And maybe even my LeBron fandom is why. If Robert Parrish is on this list, how is Ben Wallace not on this list? Facts. Facts. But again, we're going to talk about the list in more in depth in a second after I get through this list. But yeah, we're going to talk about that. Number three, I put Vince. Vince Carter, who, who played 20 icon. plus years, he's the icon. An icon. The greatest dunker of all time. He played and through four eras of like four generation, four decades rather of basketball. Doesn't get enough. Doesn't get enough respect for transitioning his game once his knees went out into a still productive player on the wing. Top top seven greatest three point shooter of all, or most three point shots of all time. Mm-hmm. Like he needs to be on those list. It's disgusting, and it's up, and it's 
it's astonishing, honestly, that he's not on this list. It's actually quite disrespectful. Really, I'm is. surprised no one. It was more Kobe about Vince. It was Kobe Vince for like a absolutely. Decade. You're two thousand percent right. For my number two now. In full disclosure to our audience, the people that are listening, to our listeners, the last two people I am pissed about. I am utterly livid. I am utterly disappointed. I think it's disgusting that these last two people are individuals, men, that aren't on this list. So number two, I put Clay Thompson. Wow. You don't even want to get me started on Clay, dude. Wow. Clay... Clay, I think, is the most disrespected champion of all time. All because time. Any sport. Any sport. Almost any sport. The fact that he was willing to let KD come into that offense and just be the guy that needed to be the guy he needed to be. Him and Chris Bosh. Clay was the modern day Chris Bosh on that team. Clay is the second have, best shooter of all guess time. what? He was the modern-day Chris Bosh, but had way more balls than Chris Bosh. Oh, yeah. Because even while with because even while he's that third-best player, he's still going to drop a 40-point. He's still going to drop a 35-point. He's going to do he's it when no drop. one else is doing it. He turned it on when no one else was able to put it on that night. I mean, a guy that dropped 60 points in under 30 minutes, a guy that dropped 37 points in a, in a quarter, a guy it's, that's— It's not it's, even the heater stats, man. Like, this dude is the second-best shooter of all time. All time. It's not Hands down. Close. Not it close. Not even close. It's Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and then the rest of the players that have ever played the game of basketball. Like Reggie Miller's on this list. He's literally three times the player Reggie Miller is. Quote me on that. I do not care. He is 100%. three times he is three times the player Reggie Miller because he finishes better than Reggie, plays defense better than Reggie, shoots threes better than well, Reggie, and actually a- comes off screens better than Reggie. The thing that oh. Reggie Miller's most fa- famous for uh, I mean to I be can, fair, I, Reggie I, made I can, it this made it Reggie made it to science though. He and made then it science. People got better. No, 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 no. Let's, 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 let's be clear. Reggie Miller is Reggie Miller. He goes across screens better than anybody. Let's who does it better is is Clay Thompson. Because he goes around that curl and he don't dribble the ball. I've seen plenty of times where Reggie Miller go across the screens. He has to get a dribble in. I've seen Reggie Miller get so much space because, again, he went against talent in the 90s that wasn't up to par to what Clay Thompson had to go to. Clay Thompson was actually a true force as far as going around screens. Again, not to be disrespectful to Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller is a great three point shooter. I'm going to go into that later as we go into this podcast. But again, that's why I'm saying Reggie Miller is not as good as a screen runner as Clay Thompson. In fact, I can even argue that he's a, he's just as good as Rip Hamilton. That's where I'm at. That's, that's, that's I'm at. I mean, the fact that you're even putting them in comparison with those dudes, like that's that is like the the, the Mount Rushmore of running. Yeah, screen screens. runs. Yeah, those yeah. are the three best screen runners of all time, hands down. Rip Hamilton, another player, doesn't get enough respect. Never. Might might like he's if on they my, made a, if they yeah. made a top one hundred list. He, yeah, he, he, he might get squeezed right on it. He's yeah. in my top. He's in my top fifteen biggest snubs, hands mm-hmm. down. Rip Hamilton's UConn championship was like one of my most memorable as a child. I remember yes, this viscerally watching that. Um, no, I remember. Clay Thompson, a big thing that I think people sleep on, like you mentioned earlier, like he, he's an elite team defender. And what I mean when I say that, like team defense is a guy that can interact within the system, but on, constantly stays in front of his opponent, defends shots, like always a hand in the face, never an easy shot. 
I'm so mad that you say now that you're even saying that, Woody. I'm even more mad he's not on the list because because he doesn't have the quickest feet. He doesn't have the quickest feet ever. But he well, also, his body but it's, positioning, but it's, is anticip- but it's anticipation. You can yes. tell he's a guy that really watches film. You can tell, yeah, because sure. he really anticipates his opponent's moves. Because even though you made a great point, he's a really good team defender. He's also a good one-on-one defender. He's re- again, guys still be are able to cook him, but he's all but he makes it very difficult for them. And let's be real here too. Best Hall of Famer offspring, right? Michael Thompson's yes. kid. Like, who's better? Who's better Steph as Curry. a kid for a Hall of? Steph Curry. Dale's not a Hall of Famer. You're right. You're right. You're saying no, Hall of Dale's Famer. One no, of no, the shooters, no, 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 no. You're saying player. You're not. Okay. But you're saying Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's him. Because Lord knows not Michael Jordan's kids. But so it's yeah. Um. Lord knows it ain't Bronny either. It's not going to be Bronny, nah. Sadly, not Bronny. I've been watching him play high school ball. He's not been looking good. Nah. Are you still um, getting those Duke scholarships, though? <laughs> he's going to get every scholarship, and he's dunking yeah. a lot easier now. And he shoots pretty well, but he's not that good. But he's only a junior. He's, he's, he's his junior year. That's the big leap, his junior, senior year for some guys. Yeah, so I think by his senior year, he'll get better. I think he might get the LeBron body, but let's not digress too much. Oh, man, if he gets the LeBron body... Yeah, and he'll be. He, he's a true point guard, and he shoots better than his, than his father at that age. But um, but yeah, no, no one's better. Than oh, Clay Thompson, right? I'm so sorry. Yeah, Clay Thompson. My number one, the number one snub for me was Dwight Howard. <sighs> Listen, and this bro, is where let me tell you the epic tale. Let me tell you the epic tale of my Dwight Howard fandom. Please, please. When Kobe Bryant was in the league, he's always been my favorite player. Literally, when I got into basketball, it was his rookie year. I watched yep. this man's whole career. Yep. And you, knowing me. I know you said so. I yeah, ever wavered. God. That was my guy. No, no that's I got, your guy. I got into, like, legit almost fist fights. No, no. Kobe you, Bryant as a young man. Honestly, you're being, you're being nice. You have. <laughs> like, like, Kobe is your guy. Like, like, honestly, I don't even talk about Kobe. Yeah. Even back, like, now, before you continue, I would say this. But Kobe... I love Kobe after he used retired. to hate on Kobe. Yeah, I, I know. hated he used to Kobe. hate on him hard. That's probably the biggest wedge ever put into our friendship. Is yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, but guess what? I would know not to talk, not to talk no shit about Kobe. I would even know that because you do, you did take Kobe seriously. But please continue. Um. So when Kobe was in the second half of his career, Dwight Howard, when he came in the league, I fell in love with him his rookie season. I thought he was going to be the next Shaq. I'd never seen one defend the rim as dominantly as Dwight Howard did. He affected every single player's shot near the basket, every single one. When I tell you, it was unbelievable. And put this into perspective, when he left Orlando, he was never the same, not one season. He had real back problems. He ate like crap. He ate tons of candy. He didn't take care of himself. When he left Orlando... He took a team of Rashard Lewis, Hito Turgaloo, Jameer Nelson, to the championship. Like, wrap your mind around that. He beat LeBron. Beat LeBron James. The year that was supposed to be LeBron versus Kobe. Mm-hmm. With all the commercials. I don't even remember the commercials. And I'm really mad that that got taken away from us. So pissed. I hate. I actually kind of low-key hate Dwight for that. I'm just being objective right now. Yeah. When he came to the Lakers, how, Melvin, you were there that day. 
when that yeah, trade came through. I was. We talked uh, did about I, it all Did day. I almost cry? You cried. Happy happens. I was. You were joyful. You're very happy. You're talking I so was much seeing shit. You're like happy. five championships in a row. I was. Yeah. I, I was, was with you I though. I was ecstatic. I was, I was with you though. So we both, because I was pissed, because I was like, "Dang, like that next year, get it? That year, because remember, because Steve Nash came the following year. When no, 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 Steve Nash came same year. That year, but he got hurt. But he didn't, didn't play that year. He just yeah, hurt year. I, yeah. I was so amped. I was like, "It's over. It's over. There's no one who could compete with this. Kobe and Dwight together." And then I found, I never knew because we didn't have the internet. The internet wasn't that plugged in like that. The beats, the hot stove, the behind the scenes stories. We didn't know who Dwight was. Nope. This is where we started to find out who Dwight was as a person. He had sit like six babies' mamas. He yeah. he ate tons of candy all the time. He's like a child. He, yeah. he would fart in the lane he, he and laugh was, about it. He was the extreme of Shaquille O'Neal. He was the extreme. Yeah, he saw Shaq as a goofball, so he's like, I'm going to be a goofball. Well, he didn't understand that Shaq, when it came to playing. Now, we don't know about what Shaq's lifestyle was outside the court and everything. Like that. Yeah, remember we came to, remember, remember, yeah, yeah, cause he came to Liberty. Remember he came to Liberty a few times? Oh, like, that's right, Percy. for the sheriff thing. So, yeah, because yeah, he, he's a sheriff from Bedford County. So, actually, I actually got to meet Shaq. Cool that's guy. Cool. He's fun. He's fun as I don't know what. He's very fun. <laughs> I, got, I got the ugly side of that. I got to meet... um. Who's the dude from Chips with the weird hair who did the thing with Shaq? He did the same uh, thing. I, I can't remember. I yeah, can't remember. George, uh, is it George? You know, the guy from Chips with the weird hair. Yeah. Eric Estrada. Oh. <laughs> you got to meet Shaq. I got to eat, meet Eric Estrada at the salad bar. It sucks because you really couldn't meet him because he used to play ball at the La Haye. Oh, God. That does suck. Yeah, man. He used to play ball there. But, um,. Yeah, Shaq, that dude, man, I love Shaq. He's playful, but to, to the point of Dwight Howard, I think he took that to the extreme. I think it's it's great. My thing is like, yo, have fun, live life. Like, I, I'm not like on the Kobe tip, like where it's like all work all day, every day. Yeah. You want to live life, live life. But I, again, when it's time to work, you gotta work. And I think Dwight never learned that. Yeah, he lived well, off I, his athleticism and his talent. I give Dwight credit for. In his later years, becoming somewhat self-aware. He's still a dick, but yeah. becoming somewhat self-aware and getting into yoga for his back because it saves his career. He wasn't playable for, for about a year because he had his back spasms are so bad. Yeah. He's still he got not into yoga. He's still not at the athleticism that he was. That, he that's what I was that. getting to. If yeah. Dwight Howard retired at the 10-year point of his career, he would have been a Hall of Famer. He had one of the most dominant 10-year runs as a big man. That yeah. we've ever seen in the NBA. He wasn't good offensively, but he still averaged over 20 points a game because he was unstoppable. He scored despite being bad think, at scoring. I think we need to rewind on your defensive, his defensive capabilities for a second. I think you underestimate or underspoke how great of a defender he was, where he literally shut the whole, not just the paint. No, but see, I think. Great defenders shut the paint down. He not only shut the paint down, he shut at least three to four feet outside of the paint down. Yeah. Like, like, like the radius. Like, people don't understand, like, he gave people, like, people would literally, like, Turkoglu would literally let his man drive to the rim just so Dwight could just block the shot and block it in the transition. And that's what we talk about the tears. 
And again, we'll dive into that even later on episodes later about like the Bill Russell, like the Bill Russell type players. Like I put like a, like a Dwight Howard, a Kevin Garnett defensively into that Bill Russell tier of players where they actually use their defensive talent to propel the offensive play. Like his, 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 his play in just him not even being a great offensive post player, because we both know he wasn't a great offensive post player, but him just being what he was, the, the, his 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 aura, his his what what he was just made offense easier for the team. He opened up so many three point shots. He got so many easy baskets before, because of his athleticism. He allowed so many people to drive and get easy lands because players stayed to him on the defensive end because he was so dominant. Such like a he was like a planet. So again, the White Howard to me was all what was the biggest snub. And again, I love Anthony Davis, but he should not be on this list above Dwight Howard. I think that's disrespectful. And also shows that the people picking aren't that knowledgeable or that it is want to go with what's cool. No, I agree with that. Um, All right, Mel, if I told you you have 10 minutes to give me your top 10 list. Actually, no. Save that. Save, let's save that for the next episode. I'll right. leave with that because we we've been over the seventy five, and I think the snubs is the biggest part of this. Uh, but before we go, Mel, this is our this is our part where we give our each other homework. Uh, do you have someone in mind for me to dive into, or do you want um, me to go first? No, I, I always got. You know me, I, like I'm, this is me off the top. I didn't even think about this for you because I have so many hip hop artists. So I'm just gonna throw a person out there till the next episode. Check out Redman. 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 Gladly, I listen to Redman all the time. Then never mind. Then you go first. I'm gonna think of another person. Oh no 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 no. Let me no. Let me do it. I've never no. Here's the thing. I've never done a deep dive on Redman though. Okay. Okay. Bet. Bet. Like I'll I'll go through albums. And actually, Cause, like, cause, can I say something really fast? Because we, yeah, know, one episode we talked about our top five, and we talked about top ten, blah blah, or, or you know, whatever, overrated. I said that man was overrated. I genuinely think, and this is something that that you know we can talk about later. Redman is a better rapper than Eminem. And he's bar for bar, me, a bar for bar, it, he might be. That's real. Like Redman is um, I've seen yeah, him he, live like a couple years ago. He still got it with Meth. So here, here's my homework. All right, tell me homework. I want you to do a deep dive on Meth solo work. And again, like, yeah, I love yeah. Meth. Like yeah. I love Meth. Yeah, but I'm just gonna do it because you told me to. So yeah, I'm yeah, do no, it. no, that's that's a good. Idea. I'll do Red. You do Meth. And we'll, which we'll, is we'll... so for this week we picked individuals that we both already like. However, we never done a deep dive deep dive on, on the solo work. Beautiful. I respect that. Like because I love the however, Rock Wilders. Yes, and then then we can then we can talk about the Rock Wilders on top. Yes, nice. Matt, I love. We can and we can also and also with your Red Man, kind of talk about or even think about how I, cause I always felt like he's always been an unofficial member of Wu Tang. Yeah, he has pretty much because Meth Meth he's association Wu Tang by association. Definitely on some gang shit, right? Yeah, like pretty much. Yeah, yeah, like like exactly. gang type stuff. He's just saying yeah. collecting royalties. That's about eggs. It. He does not exactly. Yeah, which makes him even cooler that he just hangs out even though he's not making money off. Exactly. 
And I'm so happy, by the way, that you're holding off on the top 75. My top set. Cause I, again, I put the top 75 in order. You did not, I believe. Did you, did you? Not yet. It's, that's a lot not of yet. work. It's a lot of work. I'm still mid football season, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. And if anybody knows Wood, he loves football. Like, yeah. like I loves football. So I would never even ask Wood. Basketball has got my heart and my, and my, but my head, like football season is just, it's like chess. Football's like chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so much strategy in it. Oh, yeah. But I'm a Ravens fan. So I'm just, I just watched Lamar and the Ravens all day, which, by the way, I'm going to throw this out there to our viewers. This has nothing to do with basketball. But I think that um, John Harbaugh is the greatest special teams coach turn head coach ever. All time. Yeah, easily. 100%. Last night's game was one of the worst games of football I've seen all year. It was a horrible I, I turned, game. I turned it, it was off. disgusting. I'm happy we won, though. Yeah, no, me too. For, for, for y'all, for sure. For, for Just, me, I'm happy we won. But we I'm so out on Baker Mayfield. It's insane. I'm done with, after that like, game, I'm done with him. Yeah, yeah. If they, I think... Like, I know this is going to sound great, but how racist is it that Baker has mad commercials on TV? Yeah, it's very right. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. For a mediocre, a mediocre quarterback to have commercials, Lamar Jackson to have no commercials. It just blow, like, it blows my mind. I mean, former, to be fair, to be ever, fair, yeah. I didn't he's, realize but he's, but he's how, I didn't realize, like, how heavy Lamar's accent was until yeah. a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, I'd never heard you talk before. That's but crazy. You know, but, but you know, that's what I love about it. I love that he's unapologetically black. I unapologetically black. That you talk the way you talk. And Baker, yeah. let's be real, much more marketable, way cooler. But he even wasn't, like, though. He wasn't, but even, though. But That's even cool. last night, his his lineman got hurt, and he's, like, at his lineman's side. I'm like, oh, that's why he's marketable. Yeah. Like, this guy is just so lovable from Alyssa, from that well, marketable he's family. Well, he's not going to get that paycheck for his talent, so he's trying yeah. to get that paycheck. For to be honest, not. and again, this is, this is, again, viewers, all basketball. But if the Browns were smart, we gotta look for you gotta look for another quarterback if they were smart. Bro, I just I'm imagining like a, a Lamar Jackson insurance commercial. Just like Y'all hey, got insurance. Y'all got insurance. <laughs> hey, what's up? Y'all got insurance. That's my God, man. I don't I love it. Cause we need to hear more diverse. We need to hear we do. more we don't want to hear that same cookie cutter, that same person all the time. We want to hear something different. And I, I, and you know me. I want to see so badly a Shannon Sharp yes. versus Stephen A. Smith pay per view debate off. Because I feel like Shannon Sharp would just eat Stephen A. alive. <laughs> I'm a Shannon Sharp guy. Obviously, I'm a Shannon Sharp guy. I love guy. Shannon I think, Sharp. I think Stephen A. has definitely went mainstream. He's definitely, uh, he sold out. And I'm not, and again, that's a whole nother episode discussion about the selling out of Stephen A. But even with the whole Max Kellerman situation of how that went down, I don't like it. Which, by the way, I've been listening. KJM? Yes. KJM, Keyshawn, J, and Max. It's a good show now. Shits on first take. Hands down. Keyshawn, they needed someone to bring in like a voice of reason on that show. And Max has been the perfect addition. I did not like that show. Yes. Until, and I'm a huge Keyshawn guy. But I also huge think USC that's, that's, that's that's Max calling. He needs to be a moderator. He's yeah. not a guy that's going to be like the personality. He's the For moderator. Sure. So I think he found his role. But yeah, I'm, I'm KJM over uh, first take every day. Love it. I'm with you there, bud. 
Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. As you've heard, the homework is I'm going to go over Method Man's, excuse me, Red Man's solo career. Yes, and I'm Matt. And he is going with Method Man's solo career. I'm going to send you the clips from the concert that I had from a couple years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, but we went over the se- top 75 NBA list. We talked a little bit LeBron brawl with Isaiah Stewart. And it was a fun episode. Uh, next week, we are going to do heavy basketball talk, though. It's going to be about this season, this season, this season. All also, man, let's also talk a little about the – like, next time we've got to talk a little about the rookie. A rookie rookie, rookie watch. Yeah, because there's been some I'm changes. Lo- I'm love Duarte. I'm a big Duarte Duarte's, fan. He is fun. But that, that dude him. up in Toronto, though. That dude oh, up yeah. in Toronto. Well, I think Scotty Scott Barnes is going to win, though. He might. He might. I, think, I, I don't know. Mobley's still – And, again, the, the tease – to our view, to our listeners, like I actually think this rookie class will be a one will, of the best ever. Be, it won't be as good as 03, obviously, but it will go down as one of the best, be top five, top yeah. five best ever, I agree. ever. Because I think even with K number one pick, yeah. even though he's not having a great yeah. year, no, he but plays. Cade's showing some tough. tough. It's his, me- it's his it mental. Is. It's his mental. And I've heard rumors of like a three team trade trying to get Ben Simmons down to Detroit, and man, I really there's a part of me that's like. I just pray Ben would do it because him and Cade up top together would be one of the most tallest, hardest defending, hardest playing, smartest one-two punches I've they ever will, seen. They would, if that would happen, it's a big if. If that would happen, yeah. they would be the best big backcourt in ever. history. Oh, ever, geez. ever. You got, got, got six, It'd get me 11. interested in Ben Simmons again. I give him a second chance to see oh, that. Because yeah, K's 6'8", right? So yeah, 6'7", 6'7". Yeah. So you got your point guard 6'7", your shooting guard, because in reality, they're both point guards. Yeah. One 6'11", 6'10", 6'11", and one 6'7". That's like insane. That's not it's fair. And they both insane. play good D. Yeah, Cade, like Cade the D at play. the top of the key would be crazy. Yeah. And again, Cade actually plays, and again, we'll talk more about this later, but Cade actually plays good defense for a rookie. He reminds me a little bit of Lonzo Ball Ooh, as far as... That's high compliments coming from you. That's high. But as far as defensively, offensively, I think he'd actually be better than Lonzo. Yeah, I of course he will be better. Yeah, he'll be better than Lonzo. He better again, be. I, yeah, again, I'm a big Lonzo guy. <laughs> F you. <laughs> that's my guy. But yeah, that's going to wrap it up, y'all. We're going to go over the rookies next. We can do a check-in on the standings. Uh, maybe bring in a guest on the next one. Talk about what's going on this season. Hope you all enjoyed the run with the BOC Bowls. Shout out Brian James O'Connell. We had a lovely time with him on that episode. And, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you for tuning in. As always, check us out at the number 5 toolsportspodcast.com. Uh, the number 5 toolsportspodcast on Instagram. And then uh, what do you mail? What do you mail? Melly Wood. Check us out. The 5 toolsportspodcast podcast feed. All right, y'all. We're out. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, you are entering the realm of...
Ladies and gentlemen, you are entering the realm of...